You've collected your crew, you've found your intergalactic soulmate, and you've made your choices. Now it's time to finish the fight. We're talking about Mass Effect 3. What's up, everybody? Welcome to 3VO, where we're all on the same team. I'm one of your hosts today, Jordan. And I'm your other host, Brendan. And if you're new here, we are just two big old nerds that love, love, love video games. And we love to tell you and share our love for video games and everything we think that makes them great. So if you too love video games as much as we do, this is definitely the show for you. Today, we're going to be talking about the final chapter in the Mass Effect trilogy, Mass Effect 3. But... Before we jump into that, let's do a quick check-in. Brendan, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um, how are you doing, sir? I'm doing... I, I've, I've had a pretty good day. It's been pretty chill. It's been pretty it's, relaxed. I, I can imagine why, because uh, it's your birthday. It is my birthday <laughs> today. Yeah. Oh, and this... I can't think of a better way to spend my birthday than sitting here talking about one of my favorite games. Ah, uh, I'm 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 so glad. I am so glad that you um I mean, I'm glad that we're doing all of this and I'm glad that um you're enjoying spending your birthday uh doing this with me. Uh I mm -hmm. think it's a pretty cool way to spend your birthday. Uh I hope that I get to spend birthdays doing this too. So <laughs> same here, same here. Hopefully we can celebrate the same way whenever yours comes back around. Yeah. Well, a very happy three VO birthday to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. And as a gift for myself, I bought myself the Mass Effect Legendary Edition today. Very nice so, and appropriate. For pre-order, it's not out yet, but. <laughs> Yes, um, and that's why we're bringing this episode to you uh, now when we are, because we wanted it to be out in time for the Mass Effect Trilogy Legendary Edition, um, so that you can listen to all of our episodes about all of the Mass Effect games, and then be ready to play it when it comes back out. Go in fully prepared, fully ready, because as you, because as everyone knows, we've covered everything in excruciating detail, <laughs> we've left nothing uncovered, we've gone through everything so much. It's been a very critical harsh eye on the original trilogy. So. <laughs> very, very critical. <laughs> <laughs> now that all the pleasantries are out of the way, let's go ahead and just jump into what we're here to talk about. Let's talk about Mass Effect 3. So Mass Effect 3 is the third installment in the action RPG series. It's the final fight for the survival of humanity against the Reapers. Before we go any further, massive... Massive spoiler warning. This is the <laughs> yes, <laughs> the sound of the alarms. This is the last game in the trilogy. We will be talking about DLC, uh, plot important details. We'll be talking about the ending in some detail here. So if you have not played Mass Effect, any of the Mass Effect games, especially Mass Effect 3, this is definitely the time you want to jump out of the podcast, go play, and then come back once you're done because we are going to be going into stuff. Also, before we get into it, I personally want to address um, some slight issues with the game <laughs> some overall broad stroke stuffs um and this is not something i blame on casey hudson or any of the development team or bioware itself this is a much bigger distributing issue i feel like um but i we we understand me and brendan have talked about this personally that we understand that when mass effect 3 first came out it definitely wasn't a full game there were some aspects missing the ending definitely didn't feel complete and especially once you throw in patches and dlc that's what makes the game feel more complete. However, I do still believe firmly that a lot of the early on criticisms for Mass Effect 3 are 
somewhat unjustified because I do think that a lot of people didn't kind of get the overall theme of what the game was trying to say, which ultimately it begs the question of what are you willing to do to save the galaxy? So now with all that out of the way, let's jump into that and well, <laughs> talk about that. You know, well, uh, now that I've thrown that big question out there, let's just talk about that, Brendan. <laughs> let's just go and jump into that, shall we? Well, I wanted to ask, actually, and maybe uh, maybe some of our listeners would be interested. I um, I played the game uh, Mass Effect 3 much later after it had been dropped. Um, oh, okay. So I was kind of somewhat familiar with, you know, it didn't have all of this, that, the other uh, when it originally came out. But maybe you could speak on it a little bit and just kind of re- refresh my memory. What exactly was missing uh, from the game when it came out initially? Yeah, just about um, all the DLC. So the okay, sure. From Ashes DLC, where you actually get a, the, the Prothean crewmate, um, mm-hmm. the... Uh, the Leviathan DLC wasn't there. The Citadel DLC wasn't there. Mm-hmm. And the extended ending wasn't there. So mm-hmm. for those who don't know, and for those who don't remember when the game first came out, you have your final charge against the Reapers at the end in which you're just trying to get up into the um, final... Uh, you're, you're, tr- you're essentially trying to get back up into the Citadel main. The Citadel. Mm-hmm. In, yeah, in order to finalize the, the uh, essentially whatever, whatever it is that Shepard thinks is going to happen. Like... A, but a part of what I love about it is that you don't totally know exactly what yeah. this thing is going to do. <laughs> yeah. It's like, of what the catalyst is going to do when you activate it. You're just going going like, hopefully it fixes everything. We're just going <laughs> to see what happens. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but for that moment, when you're making your final charge there to get to the, uh, essentially the portal that puts you back up in there, you're being attacked on all sides. You're getting hit on every side. And then you have that one hit from the Reapers that blast down with a big laser blast and then you see your two crewmate, and then you get up and you see your two crewmates off to the side, just sort of lying down flat. And then you get up and you make that final walk towards the thing. And then you have everything with the elusive man and Anderson, and then the little child at the end. Um, I only when I first did, I only had the two options for running it in Paragon, so I don't know if the final the the, the symbiosis thing happened mm. later as far as the extended ending. I'm not sure, uh, but then. You make your final sacrifice, everything finishes off, and mm. it just sort of does that weird... It does a weird cut where it just goes to Joker flying away in the Normandy, and then it crashes somewhere, and then it shows the door to the Normandy opening, and then it just kind of goes to credits. Hmm. Okay, yeah, so a little a little lackluster. <laughs> a little lackluster, <laughs> but I did watch an interview with, um, with Casey Hudson, the original uh, creative director for the game, and he was saying that a lot of their main points of reference for going into this game was they were looking at a lot of stuff from like World War Two mm. and things like that. So part of me thinks that maybe they were kind of going for like a more quote unquote realistic idea of like how that war would end. There wouldn't be a big satisfying ending to it. You know what I mean? Mm. It would sort of be like, oh, we did it. Okay, like, <laughs> right. let, it's let not the pieces all... fall where they may, I guess. Like, that's yeah. it. Yeah, it's not all rainbows and unicorns now that the war is over. It's like. It's just over. <laughs> yeah, it's just over. That's it. Mm-hmm. However, though, I, I do understand uh, the issues people took with it, and I do think that the the actual ending they have is the proper ending. Um, another interview with Casey Hudson I saw was that uh, the feedback that they got from players was that it was a lot of people felt like they didn't really get a chance to say goodbye, and that it, they didn't mm-hmm. get a lot of they didn't get a, they didn't really feel like they get they got a final moment with their crew or anybody like that. So I get that because the extended cut does lend to that a bit more 
So I, I do understand. I do mm. understand the criticisms from the original, and I do much prefer the extended ending that we got. However, I, I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll still, I'll, I'll, I still find this side that people were way, way, way too harsh when this game first came out. Personally, <laughs> well, people can be that way, hundred <laughs> percent. <laughs> but the rest of the game makes up for it because it's all this incredible, um, you know stakes being raised and everything tightening in around you um and it's such a great payoff for everything that you did in games one and two that's one of the things i really appreciate about mass effect 3 in particular is that you know we say oh your choices matter but like in mass effect 3 like your choices matter the the first two games all led up to this everything comes back and that's incredible for a game, yeah. I think. <laughs> no, yeah. And it's something to keep in mind, too, is that, like, this game was set out originally to be a trilogy. So it wasn't like the story was sort of stumbled across as they went along. It wasn't like something like a Halo War or Gears. Not to talk shit on those games, but, like, it wasn't like something like that where it was like, oh, this game did well. We'll, we'll keep making more. Cool. And you find a good story <laughs> within that. It was like, this was the plan, was to do three games. So part of me believes that this was kind of always the plan for how they wanted shit to go and and and, and you're right too it's like it's the satisfaction of like seeing stuff from game one and two get finalized or cleared up in three or like finding arcs that connect for characters and stuff like that which is Mm -hmm. just like i really think my favorite stuff in this game is sort of finalizing character arcs in this game so much that stuff is just it's so satisfying Mm -hmm. even when it's tragic and really really sad it's still really really satisfying oh yeah um and what's great is that the creators of the game the storytellers were able to make those arcs all come back and support the ultimate theme of the last game uh which i mean i think the big one is sacrifice and what would you do to you know save everybody um and it's so cool to see Great characters like Morden and Thane um, and Grunt come back and totally exemplify that. And in some cases, pay the ultimate price um, to do just that. Yeah. the, the If we're going to go and start talking about like certain favorite moments, then based on just kind of jumping off of that a little bit. The moment with uh, the final moments with Thane. Thane's arc in general is to me one of the best character stories that's ever been done in a video game in my opinion and just like i love the redemption arc i love his relationship with his son going through the games Mm -hmm. and his final moments to sort of broad strokes give a little bit of a spoiler i guess for thane thane (laughs) is uh, an assassin who has developed a specific disease for his species that is slowly killing him um and he jumps into the little fight between shepherd and this other assassin who was who was working for the elusive man and in the process of that he gets majorly injured which would normally be in it part of what makes it so tragic is that the doctor even tells you normally he'd be fine but because of his disease he's not able to actually recover from this so mm-hmm. it's just like you're telling me this dude would have been cool if not for this bullshit he was already dealing with <laughs> I mean, he was he was going to die anyway, you know, like, I know it's, it's still sad. It still sucks. But like, well, it's sad. And it's kind of nice, though, because that at least then it's like someone like that got to go out as a fighter and as a warrior mm-hmm, and doing yeah. something to try to help. And he even Thane even says something along those lines, just like, I'm glad I went out fighting for you and fighting for the galaxy. 
Mm-hmm. At least in the Paragon option. I don't know what happens in the Renegade version. Because, again, oh, me well, and Brandon do not go. Certainly don't either. <laughs> we're not going at all. We don't do it. Can't do it. Um, we're, too, I... we're too cute little Boy Scouts. We can't help it. <laughs> Something no one has said about us ever. <laughs> uh, you do get that very special moment um, at the end of Thane's arc, too, where his son is there and you're in the hospital. And you're saying the prayer and you join his son saying the prayer and you like finish it. And then, um, you find out that, um, it was, it was for you. It was for Commander Shepard the whole time. Not, not for Thane's spirit or for anything like that. His son says, oh no, no, no. He's, he's asked for forgiveness for, for his sins. This was for you. Yeah. This was for you. Tears. It's just, it's (laughs) so, it's so, that whole part is just, it's so Mm -hmm. beautiful and well done. And again, just like, especially from Mass Effect 2 on, and even in 3, the gameplay, the actual like gunfights and stuff is immaculate. I love actually playing the game. But what makes Mass Effect great is those moments. It's those moments of dialogue, sitting there with characters and making the choice to be like, yes, I will join you in this prayer. I will read with you because this man was my friend and, and my crewmate and I want to, and I want to be here for this goodbye. It's like, it's... Those are the parts that make it just like that makes massive that stands Mass Effect out from other games to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's that immersion in you know um, those decisions and the lives of the characters because that easily could just be narrative. They could just mm-hmm. be you know a scene that you watch play out, but being in there and being in the moment and making the choices and saying the dialogue that you say puts you right there and it gets you right here. <laughs> It's the, it's a, it's the, we talked about it in the first episode, what Casey Hudson always talked about was that it's Mass Effect is about that emotional connection mm-hmm. with the world and with the characters and three really, Mass Effect 3 really takes that and runs with it in amazing, sweet and wonderful ways and in really, really tragic ways like, like with Thane. But again, on the opposite end though, you also have, to me, really beautiful moments like Jack's storyline mm. is mm-hmm. so like, so awesome. I wouldn't have I wouldn't have in a hundred years ever thought of taking that storyline in that direction, but I love that they did that because it's such a wonderful redemption arc for a character like that to make her a teacher essentially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that cares so much so about her kids. Gives such so Jax much. gives so many fucks about those kids. <laughs> it makes me want to cry. Mm-hmm. Like those yeah. moments where she's just like, it's the one moment where she's just like, you're trying to get the, you're working on the plan to get the kids out of there. And she's just like, I really didn't think this was going to be my thing. And she goes, but for these guys. And then she looks down and goes, anyone touches my kids, I'm going to fucking kill them. You're yeah. just like, yes, Jack, I love, yes. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I already loved you. Now, now you're my hero. <laughs> Dude. Oh, and her look in Mass Effect 3 as well is so fucking choice. It's such so a glow up. good. Such a glow uh, up. Such a glow I always <laughs> love Jack's look, but like this mohawk with the ponytail. Oh, so awesome. Yeah. So good. It's cool to see all of the characters like many many of the characters that you've um you know interacted with or had on your on your crew or just even on the ship kind of come into their own in Mass Effect 3 and mm. it's kind of it's kind of like a motif you know um you've got Jack that comes up and and becomes a teacher for other biotic kids you've got Tali who rises up to be an admiral of the migrant fleet my you've girl got- Truly, um, <laughs> you've got you've got Rex who 
was already like the leader of the Erdnot clan, but now he's like the leader of like the Krogan people almost, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Garrus, who's risen up and is now like a war advisor essentially for his people. You've got Liara, who's stepped into her role as the shadow broker and is just kicking ass all over the place. Despite being run off of her base by Cerberus. Is like, still making moves as a shadow mm-hmm, broker. Like, you yeah. cannot hold this woman down. Mm-hmm. And even Caden is now Major Alenko. Like, everybody, everybody around Shepard has come into their own. Yeah, and is and being spotted as another human specter at this point. Oh, that too. <laughs> that too. Like, bro. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was something I noticed when I was playing through it this time was that um who's I can't remember her name uh the the, the reporter you interact with a lot through all three oh games. Diana Allers no 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 through all three oh uh Kalisa Sintvanin Aljalani well done fucking well done great Lisa pulling that name Bates my friend I think I got it I think I'm, I'm pretty, pretty sure you're right I'm pretty <laughs> sure you're right if anything you were damn close but it was something I noticed is like as you have that interaction early on where she starts she kind of has her at least in the paragon option of course she has her little breakdown where she's just like well just I just like you just left earth behind and how could you do that mm-hmm. and you have only you're, you're just kind of like we are doing what we can and she's just mm-hmm. like I just don't know what to do and I'm like this character got a full arc. This character got an arc, got a full arc through this whole trilogy. Truly. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like, how How do you even think just like, oh, we need to make sure this person gets their redemption mark too. Like, right. how? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's masterful in that way, uh, to be perfectly honest, um, because everybody, you're right, everybody is given a chance to have their moment in the sun and, and redeem themselves and rise up and into their own. Um, mm-hmm. Even even Arya Talok in the DLC, she gets to uh, come back and, and, and do her um, her shit on Omega. And show, a, and show a very interesting different side to her as well, of that there is, like, obviously she's a criminal. Like, she, she's kind of here for, pri- uh, for, for, for profit, but mm-hmm. you do see a side that is, like, Arya Talok does care about maintaining Omega mm-hmm. and that she kind of came into her power because she cares about Omega. Mm-hmm. And maybe yeah. she got lost in terms of like some, like the, like some of the underground and like criminality shit parts of Omega and whatnot. And that's why her partner may have left. Um, but you do see a different side to Arya too. And that there, there's no character that is less than three dimensional in this game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Including characters that could totally get away with being two-dimensional, like Arya Talok. Mm-hmm. I think I think part of what we get to see on a lot of the characters is, is that they're, they're these characters, and for some, they maybe weren't so confident or were coming into their own, and now they, like, have some power and are, like, kind of, um, like, ready to go. But for others, they've been shaken, and they have to kind of come come over that or, or like get around that in some way. And I think Arya is one of those characters because I think you do see a side of her that is very shaken and um, has to rise above that. Same with Jack. Um, you know, she gets a little shaken and she has to, um, you know, keep it together, especially when um, you're talking to her. Um, if you talk to her before you go into the very, very last mission, her voice is so different. She's so like, uneven you know well you're watching somebody who i decided that they weren't gonna actually care about anybody who now has like mm-hmm. friends and basically family she cares about and students she cares about so it's like you're looking at a changed person mm-hmm. yeah uh, i know this game. i know i know i know <laughs> 
So <clears throat> we talked a little bit about um, the like being on the Citadel and interacting with like Arya and like a bunch of other characters. Um, do you want to talk about um, like interacting with like some of the citizens and like what's going on on the Citadel during the whole game? There were so there's so many beautiful things that happened where it's just like um, a big one is that you can sort of bump into like random interactions through discovering things through searching the galaxy and you find stuff and go, Hey, this can help you here. Like there's a bunch of stuff in the hospital where you go like, Oh, mm-hmm. I found this or I found this or I found this mm-hmm. or just like p- things that are just like literally there is just like, there's some stuff where it's just like, Hey, I found this old flag and someone's like, Oh my God, that's going to give my people <laughs> hope. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> or just like walking by. And if you stop and listen to interactions and stuff, it's just these beautiful little things that like, fill out the world in the game like one of my favorites is it's in the not the docking bay but no yeah no no not the landing bay in the docking bay where they keep like where they keep where they're keeping like where, the, where it's been adapted to hold the refugees yeah yeah there's one where you go by one of the counters where there's a seasick officer a turian seasick officer just like i know what you're talking about and there's the human girl <laughs> who's just like hello and he's like uh hi like and she's just like i'm just waiting for my parents and you and the first time you go by, he's just like, oh, okay, listen, anybody messes with you, you let me know. She's like, oh, it's cool. My parents will be here soon. And then you keep going by and they keep talking. And she's just, and she's just like, oh, my, my parents will be here soon. And now the season officer is like, oh, yeah, they probably just like got delayed. And it's just like watching this little relationship yeah. develop between this turn officer mm-hmm. and this like, I don't know, like maybe like 15 year old girl uh-huh. who's yeah. just like waiting for him. It's so tragic and beautiful. It's just like, mm-hmm. but I also love that as Shepard, you can't jump in or do anything you just have to witness it and like keep going Mm because another big thing in the game is just like you're not going to save everybody you know you're not going to help everybody you're not going to save everybody i hadn't even thought about that but you just have to keep walking by this one interaction over and over again and just be like (laughs) yeah there's um there's a few of those conversations that are like that where you can't directly intervene you only get like a little snippet of it as you walk by and every time Mm -hmm. you come back you hear a little bit more. The one that gets me is the one, um, there's like this older woman who is at this counter at the, um, the embassies. Uh And she's talking to the Asari, um, the Asari like clerk there. And she's like, Oh, you remind me of somebody. And it's clear that she's like, you know, uh, got like dementia or like is losing her mind. She's come back and And done this like three or four times. And she's like, come back and done this. Like, a bunch of times and the Asari clerk is trying to be so nice and help her, but her son is gone in the war or something. I don't remember all of the nitty gritty details, but it's, it's kind of implied that the Asari is her daughter-in-law, but she's like not able to remember her. Oh, I never got that from it. Oh my God. It's like one of the first conversations that they have. Um, she, or maybe it's just the dementia, who knows? But one of the things she says in the like last sentences in that first conversation is, how many times do I have to tell you to call me Teresa? And it's like, my heart. Oh God. That's so, oh God. <laughs> I never caught that. I, I caught that moment. I never caught that detail in that moment though. Mm-hmm. Oh, the one so many I, details in this game. I know. The, <laughs> one, the one that I really, really have always liked is the, is, um, because it harkens back to one of my favorite little, like, tiny little side quests in Mass Effect 2. Um, I don't know if you remember it. It's on... Where do you find Liara the first time? That... Uh, uh, that mm, the Ilium, first time Ilium. in the first game? Oh, Ilium. No, in 2, in 2. Oh. Sorry. In, on Ilium. Yes. It's Ilium, yes, right? Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I yeah, think yeah. so. Yes, okay. So there, there's that little mission you could have where you walk across that Krogan spitting bad poetry. 
at an oh asylum. Oh my god, yes, 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 yes. And you come up and you're just like, hey, are you cool with this? And he's like, she's like, yeah, it's, it's it's my ex. He's like, he's trying to convince me to stay with him. Da, 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 da. And you can either just tell her like, yeah, fuck that guy. He's weird. Or you can be like, come on, give him yeah. a chance. What mm-hmm. Krogan does poetry? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. And then in three, you could come across, you unfortunately come across that Krogan's body during a mission oh no. and find the last poem he's made for his girl. And you could bring it back to her on the Citadel and you watch her listen to it and just like start going, no, no, no. And you're just like, uh, this is going to be an emotional episode. You want to talk about it? <laughs> heads up, but we should have gave it at the beginning. It's gonna. Be, sorry, two things we should have mentioned up front. This is gonna be a longer episode and a very emotional episode. We are both gonna be crying talking about this episode. Sorry, <laughs> probably. <laughs> uh, you're right. Um, and I don't think I got that particular detail in uh my first playthrough of uh games two or three. Either I didn't catch them on Ilium when that was happening, or I didn't find his body uh in the caves when that was happening. I'm mm-hmm. not sure, but I didn't get that like um part uh the connection between the two games but yeah no when i was playing it this time i found the body um and i was like oh okay whatever and then i gave it the the thing to the the person and i was like <gasps> no! I was well so sad. i i only remember because you find them on ilium and then well if you go, if you do ilium first you find them on ilium and then you go to tachanka for uh grunt and morden's mission and mass effect 2 and then if you come back to your ship later he has taken her to tachanka to show her his homeworld. And you could witness them having a cute little thing where he's just like, isn't this beautiful, honey? And she's like, yeah, it's great. <laughs> oh, no. I know. Yeah. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> once you play three, you kind of realize two was just setting up a bunch of tragedy for you. Like, it was just, <laughs> Truly. just Truly. setting you up to cry in three, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, oh, man. Um, what else happens on the Citadel that's... Um, like really that stands out. I you get a lot of moments with your crew. You um, do get a lot of really cool moments that are with incredible. Your crew. Mm-hmm. You have this stuff. Uh, you have uh, my one of my first and to, to to sort of switch gears to talk about some more lighthearted moments. I suppose <laughs> um, your part with your parts with Garrus, where he takes you up onto the top of Citadel and you start shooting. Essentially, you're shooting bottles across the thing, just having a bro down, basically. Incre- a bro down? <laughs> I mean, what else do you call it? What else do you say about it? I've just never heard that term. <laughs> I like it. No, yeah. and that's absolutely what it is. You get that lovely moment where Garrus says, I'm Garrus Vicarian, and this is my favorite spot on the Citadel. If you missed your last shot to make him feel like he's he's the better shot than you. Oh, and who doesn't? Like- if I know. Who doesn't let that man have that win? Like, come on. I don't care. Paragon, Renegade, I don't care who you are. Who does that? You give Garrus that fucking win. Mm-hmm. Hundred goddamn percent. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> what about you? What, 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 what were some of yours? Well, I might have finalized a certain r- romance on the Citadel. <laughs> I've never done the Caden romance, so how does that go? It's lovely. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> it's really sweet. Um, <clears throat> cause it's one super gay. Two. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> I just had to get that out there. I don't know uh, why you would you would talk about something like that being super gay in this podcast. <laughs> uh, um. But it's it's really sweet. It's it's cause it Caden kind of starts it. Um. Ooh, and, okay. Yeah, and he's like. You know, it would be nice to, like, 
have somebody. And Shepard is kind of like, her? And Caden's like, well, yeah. I mean, you've known me for a long time. Have you known me to, to be with anybody? And so they have this, like, awkward kind of, like, yeah, I like you. Do you like me? Yeah, I like you. It's it's just very sweet. It's a, it's, it's a moment of just like, are you are you gay? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Um, just just, so just it, the moment of just the moment of just like, do they like my boots or do they like my boots? You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah. So it's it's very sweet. It's kind of trepidatious at first. Um, but then you get like the moment later, like before the like the last missions where your romance partner comes up to uh mm. your room, um and Caden comes up with like a bottle of wine and glasses and it's just very wholesome. It's Adorable. very sweet. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um if if you take Caden on the last last mission too, there's a chance when you're running towards the beam, um mm. there's a chance that he's the one that gets injured and then you put him on the ship. And if he's also your romance partner, then you can exchange a very lovely, like, no, don't leave me behind. Like I'm going into this with you. I mean, and that always happens like that always yeah. happens. Yeah. Um, but if it's your romance partner, um, then you'll, you'll share like a hug or a kiss or something. And, and then you'll send them off. And it's all very tragic. Yeah. Since, since we're talking about our uh, finalizing our romances, yes, um, mine for th- three and and i don't know if this happens without it but i got it with the citadel dlc because it was in the apartment that shepherd has in the citadel Mm -hmm. i don't know if there's a whole dlc with the citadel Mm -hmm. um personal opinion firm ashes is very very cool leviathan is very very cool get the citadel dlc (laughs) so much to it and it's so delightful and fun and just in a game like mass effect 3 you kind of need something like the Citadel DLC. Yeah. Especially the house party, which we kind of break it we're, up. We're going to talk about the house party. We have to talk about that. <laughs> we're anyway, going to, we're going to, we okay. going to, <laughs> but, um, you come back to the apartment at one point and you find this little, uh, you get a note from Tally cause I, I, I've romanced Tally now, now officially Tally Voss Normandy. Um, mm-hmm. and you come back and she goes, Hey, I left a little something for you. Da 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 da. And it's a picture of, and this only comes if you save the her species for the mission with all of that. Um, right. It's a picture of her without her mask on, and you actually get to see Tally without her mask. What? Yeah, you actually get to see her. It's 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 in a picture, but you actually, as the player, get to actually see Tally without the full mask and stuff. Wait a minute. So at the end of that mission where she takes her mask off on Rannoch and Shepard's looking at her for the first time ever without I mean, a mask Shepherd on. I mean Shepard looks I mean Shepard No 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 I I know I know I'm 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 working up to a point. What okay. I'm saying is they they included a picture of her in the game. They designed her mm-hmm. so they could have put it in there for everybody to see, but no, they were selfish. Hundred percent could that's, have. Yes. That's all I'm getting at. Okay. Yes. No 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 you're right. I'm bitter. You're absolutely right. <laughs> I'm You're bitter. absolutely right. Because, because that moment's so cool. You know, you spend all of this time, um, you know, with the Koreans and, you know, teaming up kind of with the guests if you make those kinds of decisions. Um, and then maybe ultimately deciding to save um, both the Geth and the Koreans if you do really well. Yep. Um, and, and 
she like is on Rannoch and she could take her mask off and it's okay. And it, it ramps up to it and you think, oh, wow, we're going to see Tali without her mask on. This is so cool. What a great payoff for playing all three of these games. And then it just fades to black. It's a cop out and I don't like it. Well, part of it is, well, part of it, to be fair, is that she's taking it off for a moment because she can't, she still can't, they still can't fully survive on Rannoch without their masks on. I know. I'm just saying. There is, there's just, a slight defense. There's a slight defense. I'm just saying, there. I've never seen Tally without her mask on. I'm yeah. mad about it. I know. I understand. But then the part that kills me is 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 in that last moment, because I took Tally with me because I wanted to see um, mm. in that last moment, and she's the one that gets injured. You put her back on the ship. What she says is heart-wrenching. It's so brutal, because essentially Shepard is just like, I want you to uh, you know, go home, you know, make, 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 make your home planet your home again. And she... And, it's it's I think she says something just kind of like you are my home or I don't have a home with I already you, or I she, already have a home I already yeah, have a home and she says don't leave me behind it's just it's so fucking killer it's yeah. so rough it's uh, oh. so I because I hate myself watched um that scene for all of the different uh like iterations that there could be. Because I just wanted to see. Fair, okay. And okay. they're all very difficult. Oh, no, I've... I've One of my favorites is the one with Garrus where he's not your romantic partner and you just sort of have that, like... That last moment with, like, what is essentially your best friend in your the game. Best friend. Or, like, yep. your brother mm-hmm. in the game. And it's just, yeah. like... It's it's him just looking at you, just kind of like, if you die, I'm gonna kill you. You know what I mean? Like, it's, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's it's just the most like masculine emotional thing on the. Fucking you think you're planet. going in there alone? You gotta be fucking kidding me! Like, right? Yeah. It's it's and it's 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 Garrus who's already been hit with a fucking rocket, and he's taken a Reaper laser blast, and he's still just like, no, I'm good. I can nope. Let's Put me go. in. Come on. <laughs> yeah. And you're just you're just having to tell him just like sit the fuck down, dude. No. <laughs> You've done enough, like. Yeah, um, the one. To which like, Shepard telling oh. anybody they've done enough for the galaxy is fucking laughable. Anyway. <laughs> True. Um, I was gonna say um one of those though because I watched them all. Um, one that I found particularly rough was actually Edie's. Um, because if she really? gets yeah, she gets hit, she gets messed up, and you're like kind of dragging her back onto the ship, and she's telling Shepard, "No, uh, Shepard, uh, this unit can go on. This unit is expendable. I, I'm okay. I can keep fighting. Like, let me get back. I'm, I want to go with you. You know." Um, and her voice is like getting like distorted and warbled because it's all messed up. That one's rough. Oh God, Edie is such a good character arc too. It's oh, so gosh. fascinating with the way they handle all that. Mm-hmm. And to which, just a quick little thing on that, by the way, if you are somebody who romances Edie in this game, you're a monster or tries to. <laughs> you're a damn monster for taking her away from Joker. How fucking dare you? Can like, you? Jesus Christ. I think you can. What? I think you can. I've never done it, but no. I, there's options in dialogue that can kind of lead you down that way. So I think you can. Really? Do you I have think to, you can. Do you, have, do you have to discourage the relationship between them? There's options to discourage the relationship. Yeah, there is. Huh. And I've seen I've... dialogue options that definitely make it <sighs> kind of seem like it, you can lead Shepard in a romance direction with Edie. I, I think. Can you? 
You're a monster. Know. If you, you know, do that, you are a if you do that, goddamn a monster. monster. <laughs> but also, talk to us in a year when we talk about the Legendary Edition. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> when we do everything uh, that we like always wanted to but never could bring ourselves to do, oh. that run where we... Where we kill everybody and we save Ashley. If this podcast, <laughs> if this podcast is still going, we'll have to do our like the the run we didn't want to do. Run, we'll have to do it. What do you mean if? What's this if? Excuse me. <laughs> what do you mean? Where's that energy coming from, Jordan? I'm saying if the sun explodes, that if. That's oh, what I'm talking it. about. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any other moments that particularly stand out that you want to talk about in, in this game, this uh, episode of the trilogy? I mean, other than the house party, which we need to talk about, mm. I also do want to take mm. a moment to talk about um, just Grunt. I just, I fell in love with that character so hard in Mass Effect 2. I don't know what it was, and I've talked to other people who don't quite get where my, like, just just d- devotion to that little fucking oh. Krogan Rugrat comes from. I'm but <laughs> Krogan Rugrat. <laughs> Not a Krogan Rugrat. I don't know where that came from. <laughs> I don't know where that came from. I, I like it. It's not off. I, I don't know. I like it. <laughs> but just like watching him go from just like literally you open the tank and he's ready to rip your fucking head off to leading a platoon of essentially... Krogan Navy Seals. Like, I don't know how else to put it, but that's what yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> and that just like, he's a leader. He's a respected leader. And just like, he's become such a badass. He's found his place in the mm-hmm. Krogan culture and the Krogan world and stuff like that. Despite that there's some people who still don't totally respect him. He may have broken some toes to earn that respect, but you know, that's Krogan life in general. That's not necessarily a grunt bro- problem. Mm-hmm. Um, but his last little mission that you get with him, I think, is just like another just. I love the fact that the game doesn't make every final moment with different crew members totally tragic. You have the option to make you have the option to like there's there's an option to have a much more uplifting ending, like with Jacob, uh, with Samara, and then with Grunt is one of my favorites because mm-hmm. I think if you do things a certain way, it will go tragically with Grunt. But oh. basically, um, you're. It's it's uh it's it's the whole final finalizing mission with the Rachni to which just for galactic sake, just always rescue the fucking Rachni queen at the end. Always, it just makes the always. most sense. It just makes the most sense. Morally and strategically, it just makes the most sense. <laughs> Especially if you spent the time and energy to save them in Mass Effect One. Mm-hmm. Why would you now go nah, change nah, mind. never mind. Don't <laughs> do that. that. Don't do that. Uh, but then you're uh, you're trying to escape this like major like cave system that you've been trapped in with Ragnar that have been taken over by the Reapers mm-hmm. basically, and for your final push you have this last you have what you think is gonna be a last one with Grunt, where he's just like go Shepard I'll hold them off, and it's just because it's Grunt like that that would be the way that someone like Grunt would want to go out that would be that that would be you know that would be a true death that would be a warrior's death that'd be perfect for Grunt absolutely, but. Depending on your choices, thankfully he gets to survive, and there's something really beautiful to me in that of just like the story that could totally end with the major sacrifice, but he keeps he gets to keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't know. There's just something really beautiful in that that I, that I really really appreciate. 
I think part of it too is that the game has already set us up for like not everybody's going to be making it through, mm-hmm. you know, um, because very early on, um, you you start losing people, you know, you lose um, Thane or yeah, maybe not by that point, maybe by that point, depending. I'm not. I sure think by how. that point you've already lost Thane. I think I so. Think you've so. definitely lost Morden by that point. I think. Or you're about no, or you're about to, or you're about to, because like this would be one of the missions Hmm. you do before you do your final run on Tachanka. It's all very loosey goosey because you can do things in different orders, but um, but but anyways, to which also to which also by the way, quick advice, um, do the side missions like the big side missions before you do the mission on things. Do the side missions. Shit up, you can fuck shit up so bad. Like I did my first run where I lost the Quarians completely. No! Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Watch Tally commit suicide off a cliff. It was fucking awful. No! Yeah, man. No! Yeah, man, it was bad. It was real bad. Oh, no. That's really tragic. Oh, it was... She turns around and goes, I'm sorry, and you watch her just, like, Jesus off a cliff, and you're like, no! And you try to grab her, but then you miss... How bad did you mess up? Oh, terribly, terribly. I didn't do the side mission. Again, proof of concept. I didn't do the side mission for uh, the Corian stuff where um, you go into that virtual world where you learn the history of the Corians and the Geth and whatnot. Uh And you come out and you have control of the Geth Primes. Yeah, At that point. Didn't do that. Went straight to the main mission. Think I'll do that fucking later. And then it fucked me up real bad. Turns out that was my big mistake. Oof. So do as much as you can. Do as much as you Before can. you do main missions and es- then go in. Especially to, and this is another this is leading to another cool um uh portion of this game, is that it feels like things are tightening around you throughout the whole game because mm-hmm. you can run out of time to do things. It's not like Mass Effect 1 and 2, where all of the side missions are like always there until like the very, very end when you lock in the final like two missions. Yep. Pretty much everything is there for you to do in any order that you like. You can do those side missions. You can get that, you know, thing at the store, whatever it might be. You've got time. In Mass Effect 3, you do not have time. You can totally miss things. Um, If you do, you know, certain main quest missions, you can lose access to other things that gets taken over by the Reapers or, you know, that person that was at the Citadel that you were going to bring the thing to. They're not there anymore. Who knows what happened to them? It's just like... There's danger, like, yeah. everywhere. Um, People will die. Options will get cut off because of, like, mm-hmm. resources or certain, yeah. like, worlds that have been destroyed because of the Reapers. So it's like, yeah, there's... This one does carry, like, timing consequences where it's like, you have to make sure you get shit done in a certain amount of time. Yeah, 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 mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. You're totally right. Which I like, it though, because it does... You As you said, it does create that feeling of, like, this is all coming in around you. And that is even visually represented when you look at the, I love the looking at the galaxy map as you see yes. the Reapers kind of start to show up in like different like areas of the galaxy and like in different mm-hmm. clusters and whatnot. It just like, yeah. it creates this like very cl- claustrophobic feeling of like, this yeah. is really starting to like come in around me and I yeah, don't like yeah, it, yeah, but yeah, I yeah. do like it. Mm-hmm. Until you finally get to like that last mission where you have to like, um, you adjust, I think, or maybe, no, it's when you're going to the Cerberus base, you can't select anywhere else. You have to go there because it's yep. all taken over by Reapers. You can't even select those systems. It really it really feels real at that moment. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, okay, so we've talked about, I think, everything else. Let's talk about the party. I love... <laughs> 
Okay, I want to talk about a little bit. We'll get there, but I want to talk about a little bit in broad strokes about the Citadel mission. Okay, yeah. The overall Citadel stuff in and of itself. Basically, you get this message from uh, from, from uh, Anderson saying, go to the Citadel. I've got a surprise for you, basically. And essentially, he's giving you the keys to his apartment, which is a fucking baller apartment. <laughs> like, if I, could, if I could design this thing in real life, I fucking would. Like, holy shit. The, the, just like the, whatever, like whatever, whatever, whatever shit that Anderson likes to roll in, that place had it coming in and out of the front door. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, damn bro, that place was awesome <laughs> and made to fucking party as well. Absolutely. Undoubtedly. Yeah. But you get involved in this ridiculous, um, and I mean ridiculous is a highest form of compliments. This ridiculous <laughs> mission involving a shepherd clone. That is just so, so good. It's so much fun. It it involves your whole crew. Like, no matter what, no matter who you select to take with on, uh, on the actual mission itself, it involves your whole crew, period. And it's just, it's a delight. <laughs> the story is insane. You get wonderful moments like Rex looking at your, oh my god, what, what is your, uh, like, essentially your yeoman's name now in this one? The oh. Adorable uh, little British uh, lady. Uh trainer samantha trainer samantha trainer thank you where it's just like you get back onto the ship and rex is just kind of like shepherd has a clone he's fighting makes sense when you think about it anyway and you just kind of <laughs> like keep through, you keep going <laughs> or uh, like your crew just over like when shepherd's just like oh, i need to take a call of people with me for this mission and you literally have your crew members going mm-hmm. like <laughs> take me take me but it all culminates into joker who of course still still always a favorite. We'll need to talk about his, like, one of his, like, quote-unquote final moments with Shepard before we uh, wrap up here. Um, mm-hmm. But essentially, uh, Joker says, like, dude, we gotta throw a party. <laughs> <laughs> and Shepard's like, do we? But then eventually comes around to the other side and says, like, yeah, we should probably throw a yeah, party. Yeah, we should probably throw a party. <laughs> and then you just, you throw this wonderful house party with your whole crew and everybody, and it's just like... It's just it's just such a nice little like reprieve where it's you walk into the kitchen and everyone's been drinking and like the Tally and Jack and people are just like dancing and having a good time. Tally's They're, like drunk off her ass. Oh my god. <laughs> just hiccuping on just the hiccup, counter. Just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Trainers upstairs trying to explain to Edie what she meant when she said her that she thought Edie's voice was sexy. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and, and and just like uh, Grunt and the, oh my God, what's the Protheans name? I'm completely blanking on it right uh, now. Javik? Javik, thank you. And just like, just like Rex and Javik and like a couple other people are just like basically having a pissing contest <laughs> in another yeah. room. You have to go convince Joker to get up and dance with Edie. Like, come on, dude. Like. <laughs> it's, you, um. And then oh, next day you wake up to everyone's hangover. And it's just, it's so sweet. <laughs> wake up with your romance partner. With your romance partner, yes. Mm. There's So I found out, and I watched all of them again because I like to hurt myself. Uh-huh. Um, there's two different scenes that you can get for your romance partner, no matter who it is. And it's not it's not like male versus female Shep. It's mm-hmm. like, even, even as a female Shep, there's two, like, if you're... You know, if, Tal- if uh, Garrus is your romance partner, there's yeah. two Garrus scenes for that. For female. Really? Shep. Yeah. So even though, like, 
even though you may have like romanced a person, there is still a chance for two, like one of two different scenes. Wow, I didn't know yeah. that actually. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 pretty cool. Um and then of course if if like it's a partner that can be romanced by Fem Shep or Male Shep, then there's four essentially. Oh, wow. for that okay, cool, partner. cool, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and the Caden scenes are kind of steamy. <laughs> really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> because I'll say, I like, mean, not the... not more steamy than the actual like, right scene. <laughs> right. Because I'll say just because the one I got, at least the one that I got with Tally is very cute. You essentially roll over in bed, and Tally's just like, I need aspirin. <laughs> <laughs> There's one with her too, where um she wakes up and she's like, uh, who put my Enviro suit back on? All the buckles are askew. Ah! And I was like, I was like, excuse me, you can't take that suit off, ma'am. <laughs> That's adorable. That's very cute, though. I like that. <laughs> it is kind of cute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Sorry. Well, well, no, because there's a con- well. To be fair, there's a conversation in two that talks about how eventually you can sort of get if if, if it's a different species. For, if I remember right, for the Corians, if it's a different species, you can sort of eventually get acclimated to them, and you get less sick the more time you spend with them. Might oh. be remembering wrong, but I think that might be something. So I think maybe hmm. there is an argument that we made that they could have huh. more out of suit interaction. I could be totally wrong though. Also, very quickly, we need to talk about another moment with Tally because it's something that you should get with everybody. It's outside the Citadel, but it's very, very cute. What it's it? it's towards the end. It's after the Miranda mission. Okay. You go and save her sister away from her father. Yeah. You walk into the little like bar area. You 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 send a message saying that like you need to go check on Tally, and you go yeah, down yeah, there, yeah. and she's sitting at the bar, and you basically you find out Tally's drunk. <laughs> <laughs> And you ask her, how have you been doing that because of the suit? And and she says, through a delicate system of taking in the alcohol through an emergency induction port. Tally, that's a straw. Emergency <laughs> induction port. <laughs> Damn it. I didn't go check on her specifically oh when I got that my message. God, it's so good. Uh, that's my I'm favorite. Upset. It's one of my favorite parts <laughs> of the game. Ah. Uh. I I was like I gotta because I was playing it for this episode and yeah. I was like ah, yes, yes you gotta I don't get have time trying to get through I don't have time for you Dolly I'm sorry I love you but I I, I gotta go beat these Reapers man like, yeah so I was trying to get through it <laughs> you can have a similar moment with Ashley if you keep her throughout which again most people think just like why would you do that Ashley does become more interesting if you keep her alive throughout the games but you have a similar one where she downs a bottle of basically space tequila and you come into her on the floor just like crumble to the side and you're just sitting there teasing her and you're just kind of like, I think now's a good time for Joker to test the fire alarms in the Normandy. And she's like, I'll give you a thousand space cards not to do that. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah. There's, yeah. <clears throat> for as tragic as the game is, if it, it, it does it a good job of fighting moments. these like really fun, lighthearted moments. But yeah. Mm-hmm. And so to go, but to go back to get less ADHD <laughs> about how we run our episodes, um, yeah, all the Citadel stuff is really just like it's super fun. You run, you get, you get, you run around a whole area you've never seen in, in the Citadel before. It's basically like their downtown, like Las Vegas esque area, where they have casinos, video games, bars. There's a whole like sim combat simulation that you go to. Um, you can take Javik and crash a movie set. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's so much fun. It's just. 
Ah. <laughs> uh, you take trainer to do a you take trainer to a fucking chess tournament. It's so good. <laughs> Aw, that's cute. <laughs> yeah. So again, all the DLC is wonderful for three. I highly recommend getting it all of it. However, um, and however though, if you get the legendary edition, it comes with it. Period. Comes with it. So it doesn't um, matter. Um, and, but and if anything's gonna be worth it, it's the sub DLC, in my opinion. And that's uh, that's good news for people like me who are dumb and started playing the game and didn't realize that the DLC wasn't loaded onto it and are going, "Where's the Prothean? Where's where's the Omega? Where's?" Yeah, dumb. If you don't hit the thing me. at the beginning, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh. So, lesson learned. But also, it doesn't matter because it'll come preloaded on the legendary edition. It I'm will. So ex- it's all I'm, already gonna be done. I'm so excited to play the game again in like HD and with like enhanced like gameplay and things you know having learned all of the lessons that they learned from getting all three games out there and for them being out for so long I'm mm-hmm. so excited for them to come back and like retool it and make it even better mm-hmm. and to see the cutscenes in HD <laughs> it's true there is nothing gonna be that I, I I am excited to experience the game anew again basically like Going back through it again, complete blank slate, like nothing, no preloaded characters or anything like that, just like starting from scratch. Um, but getting to, but getting it with like updated graphics, updated gameplay, hopefully, and just, you know, yeah, all that stuff is going to be a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Um, so do we want to talk about the ending i think we need to oh, i think it's we, we need to we, we need yeah. to especially for something like this it's like the ending yeah. it's so in a trilogy important. is is the import is really the most important part so and so yeah. if you haven't left and you don't want to be spoiled on like the ending ending i know we kind of like tiptoed around it at the beginning of this episode but we're gonna talk about it like in earnest right now. So if you're gonna play and you don't really want to be ruined on the ending, ending, get out of here now. Um, just, just, just go. This okay, is gonna bye. be the most spoilery part of this thing. So yeah, Absolutely. get out of here while you can. <laughs> okay, they're gone. So yes. the ending. It's it's so crazy. You have to blow a reaper. It's such a weird way to end the game. <laughs> oh my god! But. <laughs> How do you know which one's the dick? (laughs) (laughs) I've killed him. (laughs) What is... Hold on, sorry. I got an email real quick. Oh, it's a cease and desist from Bioware. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Completely unsurprising. I think okay to actually talk about it now. Um, I think the, uh, to kind of go back to what we talked about in the beginning in terms of like people's issues with the ending of the game and how I felt people kind of didn't sort of understand the overall themes or the ideas of what the game was trying to put forward is that th- this was kind of the how, whatever choice you make at the end of the game because if you go through it, there's three options basically, and we'll, mm-hmm. we'll, we will get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, was that a lot of people were upset that Shepard made the ultimate sacrifice at the end of the game. At least that was kind of the vibe that I got when this game first came out, which to me was always odd because we know Shepard is literally willing to kill himself to save the galaxy. Never mind the galaxy, just to save his own crew. Mm. Like we know Mm -hmm. Paragon, Renegade, whatever. That is a sacrifice that Shepard is willing to make. 
So going forward with the ending for this game, I wasn't shocked that this was how the game ended at all, personally. Big spoiler alert, no matter what you do, Shepard sacrifices himself at the end of this game. Well, actually, <laughs> there's, uh, there is a way for Shepard to save himself. Did you know that? I do know this. I, I do know oh, that okay. there is a way. Okay, okay. There okay, is a way. Okay. In my in, in my personal headspace for Shepard, however, well, there's, well, there's, I mean, like to be fair, there's also you want to get into technicalities here. There's also another option <laughs> in which you could just say no to all the <laughs> you options. You just don't do anything and let the Reapers <laughs> destroy everything. So. <laughs> The hands down the worst option. The worst option. But I, I'm I'm so glad that option's there though, because it does show just like no, no no you have all the choices here mm-hmm, you have all the mm-hmm, options. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, you spent. You too cannot long. tell me you cannot tell me that no. <laughs> that Mass Effect didn't hand you every available option that makes sense in the game. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, yeah, so there's the terrible fourth option where if you wait too long or if you don't do anything or make a decision, uh, the Reapers just come in and blow everything up. And yep. then there's three different options. You want to go over them? Yeah. Um, if I remember right, there's essentially the the two options of the Renegade and Paragon option, which right. is the Paragon option is to, I only chose it once, so I'm having trouble remembering it. Um, it's, it's control. Yeah, control so you take the control Reapers. of... Mm-hmm. You take control of the Reapers, and essentially you can tell them to fuck back off to Dark Space. <laughs> There's the Renegade option, which destroys all inorganic life, including the Reapers, right? Mm-hmm, it's right, all so synthetic they, life. That all includes, synthetic life, thank you, yeah. Yeah, that includes the Geth, if you saved them. That includes, like, your technology gets fucked, too, apparently. That's that like would include, Well, because that would include Edie. And it would include Edie, yeah. Then that's like... Uh, uh, yeah. uh, uh. And yourself, because Cerberus put a bunch of gobbledygook inside of you. Oh, is that... Oh. They mentioned that, yeah, the little little... little kid whatever that is meant to symbolize oh the cat well. the the cat the catalyst, the catalyst. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah 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 <clears throat> says yeah you your part yeah he's just like your uh... part synthetic so this would actually knock your shit out too just so you know <laughs> this is gonna rock your shit <laughs> yeah and then there's the third option which to me makes the most sense which is what is it called brendan it's Sorry? called synthesis synthesis thank you mm-hmm. we're basically like symbiosis or whatever I mean, uh, you're close. <laughs> kind of because it's about synthetic and organic life coming together. So mm-hmm. basically, you jump into the beam and then through space magic, you are dis- like dispersed throughout the galaxy. And then um, everything that was synthetic becomes part organic and everything that was organic becomes part synthetic. And everybody has a better understanding of everybody yeah uh and there's galactic peace yeah well because now there's 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 one and empathetic because the, the game kind of goes into it too with Edie's final monologue at the end at least for me it was it was Edie explaining everything through the end of mm-hmm. it. yeah 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 is that it's like one now um the 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 the, the synthetic creatures have a sympathetic and emotional understanding of what the organics go through and those that are organic now have an actual fundamental understanding of the network of the networking that goes mm-hmm. on with synthetics. Mm-hmm. So it's this beautiful merger between emotional and like pure raw data, essentially, of how we can understand each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Which, absolutely. to me is the best ending because I think that's that's such a beautiful way to handle that. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because it's sort of 
it, I mean, if you do it correctly, this is sort of represented on a smaller scale with like the Quarians and the Geth, because if you save mm-hmm. both, they come to mutual understanding and then the Geth are like, can we help you? Like, we'd like to help you. We were never really mad at you. Yeah. But you, but you wanted to blow us up, so we had to do something about that. But we're cool yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. It's just like, we never wanted to kill the Koreans. You wanted to kill us. Like, that was yeah. that was our big issue. You wanted us dead. <laughs> yeah. And you made us. Like, yeah. that yeah. was our big problem here. <laughs> uh, you kind of you kind of went back on us a little bit there. We're cool. But, like, you did that. <laughs> We could probably just do a whole episode just going into, like, specific history of different races in Mass Effect and, like, going through, <laughs> like, where this started and how this tracked and da-da-da-da-da. Because it's all there. It's There's all fucking, so like, much. It's so detailed. It's, mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but back to the ending. So, yeah, sorry. Um, no, it's okay. We... <laughs> uh, um, it's, it's us. <laughs> it's us. Uh, so... Yeah, I always go for the synthesis ending. It seems like the best option. It's kind of laid out that way too. Like I don't I don't think that you're meant to think that the other two are very good options. Yeah, from what I know, that third option of synthesis is unlocked through uh, through you making the different connections to the galaxy and like understanding both sides. Like the main example being Corian and Geth is like you kind of get both sides of that struggle. Mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. my opinion anyway that's kind of how it feels to me it's like you cut of your understanding in the galaxy is has grown as much as it can as far as being able to kind of see all sides of the argument in a sense because you have collected a crew that represents all sides of the argument you have turians and um oh god what's morden's race uh the the salarians yeah you have you, you yeah you have two you have turian and salarian on the same ship as a Krogan. A Krogan. Mm-hmm. So it's like you see you can you talk to all three of them and you go, Okay, I get why you did the genophage, however, I get why you're mad at the genophage. And you have Legion and Tally on your ship, so you go, Okay, I get why the Corian hit the Geth. I also get why the Geth did what they did to the Corians. Also. And same with like human and Turian and just like you can make the you can make the connections either way on that shit as far as like the mm-hmm. arguments and whatnot. Um, but I think what ultimately comes to is that what the, and again, the big broad picture of the game, I think what they were ultimately setting up is going it's not about one way or the other way, it's about finding what is the best path for everybody. Like what works like maybe this isn't perfect for everyone all around, but what is the best way to make things work for everyone here? Mm-hmm. What is the option that can take in all considerations, basically? Mm-hmm. And being completely unselfish. Make that. I think that's what it yeah. is. Making making the non selfish decision too. Yeah. The ultimate. Yeah. The ultimate sacrifice is the least selfish sacrifice, which I also like. And then again, I know there's a way to do it without, but just like basically every option, in some way, has Shepard sacrificing themselves, no matter mm-hmm. what. There's some. There, he has to jump into the pit. He has to blow something up that could possibly kill him. He has to relinquish control and, and, and give and give his consciousness over to the Reapers to take control of the Reapers. There's there's always there is an ultimate sacrifice that must be made at the end of the game, and I really really love that. I really really do. I think it's such a beautiful send off to the trilogy. Definitely. Yeah. Hmm. I love the ending. <laughs> I really like the ending. I really That's like it. the ending. It's just it's it's a gore it's a it's it's just a, it's a yeah. 
It's just beautiful. It's just a mm-hmm. beautiful ending. Mm-hmm. And it's just, there's such, I don't know. We kind of covered a little bit, but it's just, there's such beauty to me in the three choices at the end there. They really love, well, four technically, but like. Ah, uh, yeah, well. Who's, <laughs> who's intentionally picking four? I picked four once because I was just like, I'm just going to see what happens there, if I just keep saying no. You know? There's like, like, <laughs> there's like, there's like the three choices and then like the Hamlet choice. <laughs> <laughs> ultimate emo option <laughs> he's like no fucking kill him but I don't give a shit like <laughs> uh, that's funny um I don't have anything else I think to say except um y'all if y'all haven't played this game buy it when it drops it's coming out um uh just a little bit after this episode will drop um you can pre-order it, and you can have it downloaded. Um, what what day does it come out? Do we know? I don't know off the top of my head. I know it's coming out soon. I want to say beginning of May. Yeah, it's it's very, very soon. It's the first couple of weeks of May. Um, you going to look it up? Yeah, I'm going to do that. I'll vamp for time. Uh, so, uh, just you should play this game. Honestly, you should play this game. If you haven't played all three of them, you should, you should download it, and you should play it. Um, it's gonna be probably like a 60 dollar game that's three games for the price of one what a deal um have you gotten that date yet <laughs> i do i do i do I have <laughs> so mass effect legendary drops uh may 14th perfect so you've got less than a month for it to come out and i will say and well this... less less than a month from recording but about two weeks from when this drops you are correct. So two weeks from when this episode comes out <laughs> is when the game is actually going to come out. We're and coming to you from the past. Ooh. We, ooh. <laughs> um, and I will say, and this might fuck with some shit because it's not going to be good for sales or whatever. Um, if you have Game Pass on Xbox, um, that comes that now comes with all the EA titles. So Mass Effect 1, 2, and 3 are already free on Game Pass. So if you do want to play these and you don't want to drop more money for the legendary edition you can play through them right now however the legendary edition Absolutely. is 60 bucks three games all the dlc we're not we're not sponsored we're not sponsored, we're no. not sponsored or anything like that this is literally just this is just me trying to say like I, this is a fucking good deal <laughs> hence why i have now I, I i have my pre-order in for the legendary edition and this is the Fifth time I bought Mass Effect. Yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say for some of us that have not and not me included because I I came in later. But for some people who've been playing these games since like the beginning, beginning, it's like the fifth time you're shelling out money for these games. I have I have put are, so people. much money into Mass Effect. <laughs> it's ridiculous how many times I've bought these fucking games. <laughs> That's okay. I'm going to be shelling out money for the HD versions of all of the Zelda titles that are coming out later this year. So, right. <laughs> <laughs> so that concludes our discussion for the Mass Effect trilogy. Thank you guys so much for listening to us talking about these games and how much we love them. Um, what did you guys think about Mass Effect Three? Was it an epic conclusion or a total flop, like a giant Reaper dick? How did you save the galaxy? Which option did you choose? Um, and should we talk about Mass Effect again after we play through the Legendary Edition? Please let us know. And also, if you have any ideas for future discussions on our show, you can send us an email at 3 podcast team at gmail.com and you can give us our 
your ideas. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at 3VO Podcast. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe to our show. It really does make a difference, and we really do appreciate every single one. And we'll see you next time. Bye.